You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the show where we take a wander around the week in Apple, Apple News, Reviews, Technology, Associated Products and all sorts of other things that catch our eye. This is another episode of the Essential Apple Podcast. Hello and welcome to this edition and uh I think this is three in a row. We've actually managed three in a row, I think, without having a break. So, <laughs> crikey, we're almost getting, you know, to be back on a regular schedule. Anyway, there we are. As you can hear, Nick is here again. Hello, Nick. Hi, Simon. Oh, I managed to uh, I managed to sort out the problem. It's funny, isn't it? When you're under pressure, sometimes it's really difficult to get things sorted out. And you rem- if you cast your mind back to our last conversation we were talking about the fact that i couldn't get the sound working on um having replaced the uh, usb hub down at church um and it took me all of uh oh probably about two minutes down at church on friday <laughs> to actually sort out what i'd done wrong but because the week before we were you know sort of 10 minutes from the beginning of a service and i was leading worship and <laughs> my brain just wouldn't work Oh dear. So, so what was it? A simple switch, I'm assuming, somewhere. Uh, in in the end, it was uh, simply that I hadn't set the internal sound on the computer to the sound interface. Ah, that's okay. all it was. <laughs> um, so, so the uh, the sound interface wasn't seeing sound from the computer. That's all it was. And as everything runs through the computer, um, <laughs> that's why it wasn't working. <laughs> Uh, but as you say, when you're under pressure and you know, you know, service is about to start and uh, your brain just sort of seizes up. And I, I got to a point where I just thought, well, you know, stuff this one. I'm not, I'm not going to try it anymore. No, it's just, you know, just press on regardless and worry about it later when you come back to it. And it will probably be obvious. And of course, it usually is. Yeah. Yeah. Going back, going back the next day or, or when you're fresh, it makes a big difference to problems. Well, especially when you're not, you know, like, I've got three minutes to solve this problem. <laughs> We've only got five hours right. to save the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they always manage that in films with, like, 30 seconds to go. And I'm always thinking, yeah, in real life, you'd be going, like, no, no, I need more time. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Which, 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 which coloured wire was it? I've got to cut again. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, boom. <laughs> Bad luck. <laughs> Too slow. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah there we go. So Indeed. I've had a... it, 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 was, it wasn't quite a, it wasn't quite an explosion that was going to happen if, got, if I got it wrong. <laughs> no. no, we're yeah. not going to. It's the same sort of thing though. If if you're under pressure, sometimes you just yeah, it just yeah. doesn't. It's not a good idea to try and do stuff under pressure. Oh dear. There we go. So um, I've had a fairly quiet week. I must admit. Um, what have I done this week? A bit of shopping, that sort of thing. Nothing very, nothing very exciting, you know. Bought myself a new hat, you know. <laughs> wow, I had a rock and roll lifestyle as a <laughs> podcaster. I bought a new hat for the winter. Uh, yeah, that sort of thing. So there we are. Um, yeah, some week, some weeks have to be like that. I'm afraid for all the others, <laughs> for, for all the others, for all the other interesting weeks. Sometimes you just have to have a normal week. 
No, no, well, that was all. It was all fairly, you know, it was all fairly pleasant, and you know, I just happened yes. to be what, wandering around yeah. the shop, getting some, some bits. I needed some bits and pieces, and uh, I saw they had some nice woolly hats for, um, you know, reduced. And I had look, and I thought I could do with a new woolly hat for the winter. Jolly so good. Four whole English pounds later, and out I came with a nice woolly hat. There we are. Um. Oh dear! Oh yes, and the, the, you know we were talking about my dishwasher last time. Yes. We were talking about my dishwasher and how um, it apparently suddenly failed, and I had to buy a new one. And I bought a new one, um, and it came. And then um, I pulled the old one out and fitted all the pipes and put the new one in, um, which it turns out is exactly the same as the previous model, just got a different badge on the front and a different control right. panel, but otherwise internally is exactly the same as the old one, which is absolutely fine. But when I pulled the old one out, um, somebody pulled the plug out from behind. Oh, no. <laughs> now, no one can understand how this has happened because it's not like you can get to the plug easily and pull it out. No. no it's tucked right in the corner behind the actual dishwasher. You have to pull the dishwasher out a fair way to get to it. So nobody's got any idea how it got unplugged, but unplugged it was. So... Have you got really <laughs> clever mice? <laughs> and they'd have to be pretty strong to pull the pull the dishwasher out. <laughs> yes. The work work as a team. <laughs> anyway, somehow or other somebody had unplugged it for reasons unknown. Um and no one can understand how or why it happened. But anyway, having fitted the new one all in and everything, I thought, well, I'll just plug this other one in and not actually do anything with it, I'll just plug it in and press the on button, and on it came. So, yeah. there's actually, oh. actually nothing wrong with the old one. Sure, I'm sure it'll benefit, I'm sure it'll benefit somebody. Yes, hopefully <laughs> it will. I shall be, um, yeah, I'll put that up on Olio or something for cheap. And if I don't get any takers, I'll put it up on FreeCycle, and somebody can benefit from a small dishwasher due to yeah. my, um, stupidity i suppose and loads of people said to me well, well didn't you, didn't you, you say, check uh... didn't you check before you bought a new one it's like well there's no reason to expect it to be unplugged because <laughs> the plugs well, exactly. look not it's yeah. not even visible it's not like it's round the side and you know or up the back it's completely hidden behind the dishwasher um, i can hear to... i can hear myself arguing with my father of my first car with him saying well, check such and such, and I'd say, but how can how can that have anything to do with what what the problem is? I mean, I, I don't understand what, why would we that logically, and he'd say, yeah, you and your logic. He said, just check it, <laughs> yeah, just check it anyway. <laughs> and, uh, that's a, that's a little bit like this, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, oh dear. So yeah, two hundred quid down on a dishwasher I didn't really need, but never mind. We'll live. Such is life. Now I've got a shiny new dishwasher, I suppose, and it's brand new and it's got a guarantee and all the rest of it. So, you know, Absolutely. the other one will, uh, yeah. admittedly, well, it did have a slightly flaky switch, but there we go. It's a perfectly good dishwasher and it's working. So someone, as you say, will benefit from that. Oh, dear. Right. Well, other than that, not much going on in the news this week, Nick. Not surprisingly, I suppose. Um I've seen some yeah, very we're a bit in the do- bit in the news doldrums, aren't we? We are, we are. It's um, I mean, there's lots of stuff going on in the British news and the world news that don't really want to talk about too much. Uh, it's all, yeah, <laughs> all horrible, all very depressing. Mm. Uh, 
Yes, it is indeed. I'm just having a look. Um, I was just thinking it's um, Diwali, isn't it? When's Diwali? Has it been gone? Yes, Coming soon? Soon or just gone? I'm not sure. Oh, it's actually today. Right. It's actually oh, today. It's today. As we record, it's on the twelfth, apparently, which is today. Um, oh, yes. There you go. Apparently, Happy the exact Diwali. Indeed. Uh, the uh, the exact date varies year to year as the Hindu calendar follows the moon, a bit like Easter and so on. It's a movable feast. But a, lot, a lot of a lot of the uh, a lot of the Muslim um, festivals are all based around cycles of the moon. So. Yes, uh, yes, as well. But uh, obviously, the uh, Diwali is the a Hindu of festival. Light. Yep, the festival. Oh, of Hindu, light. of course, that's it is. a Hindu yep. one. But anyway, there we go. It's whatever. Plenty of uh, I think plenty of Christian ones are based around weird weird things to do with the moon. How many new moons since Christmas and all that sort of thing, which is why Easter. Well, it's because it's because we we nicked them off off the pagans, didn't we? So uh... quite a lot of them, I think. Yeah. <laughs> if the pag if the pagans had a good had a good. Uh... Had a good uh, time at a certain time of year. We th- we'd think, oh, that's a good idea. We'll stick our festival on that day. As well, well. We'll we'll plonk ours on the top. We'll rob that one. I'm sure it was yes. a very good way to help. Uh, you know, if you're if you're kind of spreading a new religion, I suppose it doesn't hurt to uh, appropriate other festivals that are already culturally ingrained and therefore. Um... Well, it, it's sort of. I mean, it's quite a natural thing, really, isn't it? I mean, it's a little bit like how um, if you listen to um, all the um, uh, what's the word I'm after? If you listen to all the uh, the guys who dig, you know, dig up the his- history. Oh, archaeologists! Uh, oh, thank you, archaeology. If you listen to all the archaeologists, I mean, a lot of the the reason the Romans lasted so long was because they, when they took over a place, they didn't just enforce their way of living on everybody. It's sort of the the, the cultures tended to merge into one another. Oh yes, uh, and you'd find there are bits of bits of Roman culture and bits of um, Anglo-Saxon culture and all sorts of stuff all all mixed up together. And I expect that's quite natural, just the way things evolve, isn't it? Well, it is. It's just how things go. Um, and of course, yeah, there there are also you know there are perfectly good reasons, um, which also often have nothing particular to do with you know religion per se as to why yeah. people you know i mean northern europe there's a good reason why everybody likes to have a midwinter festival um and historically of course it ranges around a whole load of things to do with farming as much as anything else i mean yeah everybody can do with cheering That's up true. in the middle of the winter and there's a time indeed i believe traditionally the middle of the winter is when you have to decide what animals you're going to keep for the spring to breed from and which ones yeah. you can't afford to feed through what was, you know, in previous times known as the Hungry Gap, which is kind of Christmas round to Easter. So right. um, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And if you've got to kill those animals because you can't afford to keep them, that means you've got a surplus of meat and such like to uh, have a feast. Yes, I remember reading one of the books I had to study for A-level English lit was um, Lark Rise to Candleford, which had a big TV series some time ago. Yes. But, uh, I, I, read the, I read the original Flora Thompson books, and they were fascinating because they, they really were about how a little hamlet existed at, at the turn of the century, turn of the 20th century. Um, and um, uh, uh, they often talked about the, the pig the pig that would get slaughtered and then they'd have meat for, as you say, three months, six months, however long. Um, 
to to keep them going, even though even though the pig was sort of like a family pet, <laughs> you couldn't really be. Uh, otherwise, you starved. You yes, couldn't exactly. be. Uh, couldn't get too sensitive. Squeamish about, about it. it. You just had to get on with it. That's right. Oh, it was like the old the old, the old joke about three legged pig, isn't it? I'm sure you've heard it, but um, do you know the no. joke about the three? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. So for for listeners who don't know the joke of the three-legged pig, a visitor comes to a farm and finds um, a three-legged pig in the sty and uh, asks the farmer why he's got a three-legged pig. And uh, he says that the farmhouse caught fire and the pig broke out of the pen in the middle of the night and woke the family up and they all escaped from the fire and put the fire out and the farm was saved. And they said, oh, so how did he come to get three legs? Was he uh, Was he hurt in the fire? And the farmer says, Christ, boy, you got a pig that good, you don't eat him all in one go. <laughs> <laughs> so there we are. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, dear. That's a very old, that's a very, very old joke. Um, Indeed. There we are. Um, never mind. We, di- we digress. So, yes, happy Diwali. As, as, we, as, Diwali. We, do, as we do so readily. As we do so often. Look, if it's good enough for the boys at ATP, it's good enough for me. That's all I can say. If they can get away with it, we can do it too. Um, So let's go. Uh, Going back, um, we we will go, we'll talk about the the shot on iPhone, I think, because that sort of follows on from last week. But uh, for other short news, uh, was uh, was taken ill in Mexico earlier in the week. Yeah. all sorts of rumours were swirling, but um, apparently, according to um, The Independent, I think this was today, Steve Wozniak says he feels good after being hospitalised in Mexico City um, and feels good after suffering from a minor stroke. There we are. Um, so all the best to uh, to Woz. I think we all. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think one podcast said oh, well, Woz is a sort of um, a strange figure, isn't he? You know, he, he got out of Apple really quite early with quite a lot of money and has spent the le- rest of his life just indulging in whatever hobbies take his fancy. But at the same <laughs> why time, not? why not? But at the same time, when he speaks, you know, the tech press tends to listen. But uh, that's probably true. Yeah. But there we are. Uh, so all the best to Woz. And, um, yeah, a lot of rumours flying around about things which are a long way off. I mean, I've seen several things. Apparently, Apple Vision Pro 2 leak re- what reveals what will be coming next for Apple's headset. And it's, I'm like, <laughs> really? You haven't the one yet. <laughs> you know, they're all muttering about things about iOS, um, I don't know, what, iPhone 16 and iOS 18 and... It's like, really? You know, iOS 18 might have been delayed while Apple work on fixing bugs. No, really? It's like... Yeah. I, I mean, I know, they've, I know they've got to think ahead, but at the same time, they've no idea just how whether whether the Vision Pro is going to be popular or not. I mean, no. they'll, sell, they'll sell a lot of them, I expect, but, but will it be as popular as they think it's going to be? And... Um... Uh, sometimes you can't see which direction your kit's going to go until the people get it in their hands. And no, exactly. Suddenly, I suppose yeah, it's... suddenly people will start saying, well, I want to use it for A and I want to use it for B. And then more ideas will come along and 
I'm sure that's what happened with the with the iPhone as it's developed over time. Mm. People would have said, you know, it would be really nice if it could do this or if it could do that. And over time, you 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 um, hone it. Um, Indeed. But and yes, the... I, I'm sure they are. Th- I mean, we we know that their product cycles are quite long. They have to think well ahead. So oh, I'm, well, I'm sure sh- they are making plans for two. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. And, um, you know, but it, it, it's like... You know, all these rumours are flying and it's a bit like, really? <laughs> Just, there we are. There we go. So... It's, a, it's a little bit like, it's a little bit like getting a Christmas present um, and, and, and saying, oh, that's lovely. Thank you very much. What's the next one like? Yeah. <laughs> no, we haven't even got the first one yet. So yeah, I haven't actually unpacked it, but uh, I'd, I'd be more interested in the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Yeah. So. Uh, before we go on to anything else, uh, yes, we we forgot last week to even mention the little sort of humble brag that Apple chucked in at the end of the scary fast thing, which if for those who who bothered to um, you know not turn off the second they said and good night, um, the yeah. it was there was a little tag on the on the back end which said shot on iPhone. Um, which you know they didn't mention it. They didn't make a big thing out of it. They just threw it in the in the text at the end, along with the various other bits and pieces they put on there. And uh, people have gone mad about it. Um, it's been you know I guess pos- possibly because for the last you know after the scary fast event, there's not a huge amount else going on. Um, but uh, you know. I, I think it just shows how powerful the. I mean. <sighs> The pieces of technology we now carry around around in our pockets are just little miracles, and that that the fact that you can shoot a high quality video. I mean, I look at some of the little video snippets I take, which aren't you know not they're nothing special, but still, when I show them on my big screen, I think, goodness gracious, look at the quality of this. Yeah, I mean, years ago we had what was it what were the number of lines was it five seven six lines on the on the old telly was it and, I, and I the think picture the quality was dreadful and... thought, uh, i can't remember now i thought it was 625 but i can't remember oh you might be right you might be right and anyway whatever we've... yeah it wasn't very many and, and and quite often we'd be watching recorded video on which are recorded on tape and it was dreadful the quality of the recordings were and yet we quite happy with them because they were that was like a little mini miracle back in its day um but i mean the quality that we now get out of our phones is just astounding and okay they will have they would have used probably i don't know hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of lighting and you know all the rest of the stuff that you that you use when you're filming anything but the point is it was still shot on an iphone (laughs) on a little phone yeah amazing we're very lucky to live in this age where things are just so well. Mirac- they seem seemingly miraculous. Yeah, they are indeed. You know, yeah. <clears throat> as Arthur C. Clarke said, you know, when technology becomes advanced enough, it becomes magic. Yes, yes, yeah. to some extent, it's true. Um, just for what it's worth, I just I've just done a quick search on the duck for uh, old CRT TV lines. Um, Pal has six hundred twenty-five lines of which 576 are active within the viewable part. Ah, okay. The so six, the 625 carried the CFAX or whatever. 
Ah, covered okay. other, it carried other information, I believe. Um, yes, yeah. There we are. So, um, so we were both right. We are both right, <laughs> effectively. Yeah. It is. It's six twenty-five with four, uh, five forty viewable, um, and the rest used for other information, channel information, and so on. I assume, right. and like you say, probably where they stuck the C facts. And um, if you're old enough, you might remember on um, on some channels occasionally you would get a little a little marker would appear in the top left usually which indicated oh, the program right. was about to about to end and there would be an ad break or to change to the next thing and i suspect most of the time those were not actually meant to appear they were probably supposed to be in the invisible scan lines yes. and occasionally you would poke out yeah. and you could spot them there you go um but now we sort of come to expect everything to be 4k and brilliant and clear and uh, and I suppose, you know, that's, it's wonderful, really. Yeah, indeed. Oh, when, when I think of my, uh, when I'm projecting my 110-inch uh, projection up on the wall, um, and I see lots of people saying, well, if you're going to have one of those, what you really need is is a light-reflecting screen. And uh, uh, But in all honesty, projecting onto my slightly cream wall <laughs> It's pretty good. Pretty it's pretty darn good. Pretty damn good. So there. Yeah. Um, so yes, it was apparently all shot on iPhone, and then afterwards, I saw there was a lot of people saying, "Well, it wasn't really shot on the iPhone. Like you can't go out and shoot something like that because they had huge lighting rigs and and cranes and dollies, and, and it's like, yeah, but they took out the fifty thousand dollar professional cameras and mounted iPhones in their place. Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure. still shot on iPhone. It was Irrelevant of what else you've done. Yeah, and, and there's, <laughs> uh, several people kind of pointed out in reply to the criticism, saying, well, that's just silly because, you know, they use all that gear anyway. You, if you took a $50,000, you know, TV video camera, and used it without the dollies and the cranes and all the other professional rig, it, it would look bloody awful. So yeah, <laughs> and let's and let's face it, uh, let's face it. About seventy percent of the of the um, announcement is all all in one. It, it's all shot, shot indoors anyway. So yes, um, what I mean is you you're not. You don't have to keep changing lighting everywhere because you're using similar lighting because you're using it in similar place. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, okay, I, I expect they also. I assume they also shot all the um, the cutaways and the you know the videos of the of the kit and all that kind of stuff was all done on an iPhone as well. I assume so, um, but um, yeah, you know. And so Still, I, uh, it's, I think it's amazing on a. On, I mean, just go back a few years. It's not that many years. You're you're shooting it on the phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on a phone. You shot on a phone. You know that thing used to that thing <coughs> used to pick up that had buttons on it, and you used to put to your ear. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So there we go. I I just thought that was a, a clever little thing, and lots of people pointed out that, to be honest, you you know nobody noticed. Nobody was like, no. Nobody was like, what's up with this video? You know, look at the people live blogging or whatever. They're not going, oh, there's something strange about this video. You know, they all seem no. to be fine. So, I mean, I know it's recorded right. and then it's Precisely. gone through all the, no doubt, been run through all the usual color grading and all the other things that professional videos have yeah. done to them. But that's, 
as far as I'm concerned, that's all by the by. They did exactly the same to that as they would have done to anything else. And in the end, it was basically um, undetectable. I'm sure if you went back now, knowing that it was shot on the iPhone and went through it frame by frame, you could find certain bits that maybe would give it away. But um, <clears throat> there was nothing obvious about it. Uh, you know, there didn't appear to be any change in the way that they filmed. You know, it wasn't like more static or had less zooming or panning no. or anything else. So uh, I thought that was uh, I thought very that was clever, very very clever, and nicely done to simply put it on the end with no comment. You know, just to sort of throw away. And by the way, we we shot all this on the iPhone. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! So um, clever stuff. Obviously, the new. <clears throat> The new M3 machines are uh, hitting people, getting into people's hands, and um... I haven't seen many. Um, I haven't seen many reviews, but I expect there are a few out there. Uh, I expect um, there are a few. They're probably they've probably just fallen out of my feed. So well, I'll have to watch one, and then, then I'll have a million. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Apple Insider. In all, yeah, go in on. all honesty, I mean they're just. They're just they're just Mac Pros. They've just got faster chips in them. Uh, if unless you go to talk about um, speed tests and things, there isn't an awful lot more to say about them. They're just Mac Pros. <laughs> yeah, they're just the MacBook Pros with new chips. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, Apple Insider uh, say the M3 14-inch MacBook Pro teardowns shows few internal changes in new models. No surprise there. Um, something uh, there's uh, it says a teardown of the 14-inch MacBook Pro with M3 chips reveals no real changes in the way it's constructed. Uh, but the new space black coating is more interesting than first thought. That's on Apple Insider. They talk about um, why the um, why they think the, the space black is more black than the space grey, and it's to do with the um, the roughness of the coating, apparently. Um, and also, that's possibly something to do with uh, why it's better at resisting fingerprints. But uh, we'll put a link to that in the show notes if you're interested. <laughs> uh, you know, how black is the space black? Not as black as black, apparently. Um I've just, I've actually just gone back in your notes to have a look at the um, the first thing we said about Apple Vision Pro Two, and the article just basically says, uh, yeah, what we've heard is that it's going to be pretty much what we've already got, but a bit better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost everything is going to be the same. Everything would be as we would expect. Uh, oh yes, it's got that and that and that, and just as we expected it to have. <laughs> uh, when I when I scanned through it earlier, yeah. it was like, oh, the the exhaust vents might be slightly different, and the... <laughs> and a strap. The strap, the strap might be might a little be, bit different. The strap yeah. might be slightly different with a less complicated um, manufacturing process. It's like, oh, really? Yeah, maybe maybe they'll go for all the. Uh, They'll go for all the different manufacturers of straps, you know, like they've got on the watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, dear. Um, so, yeah, unsurprisingly, um, there's been a lot of hoo-ha as well about the fact that the, uh, the basic MacBook Pro M3 by default ships with 8 gig of RAM and... Lots of people are up in arms saying Apple should not be shipping a machine like that with 8 gig of RAM, which 
you know, is up to you to decide, really, if you think so. It, it, all, de- it all depends on, on whether it does what you need it to do. Because if it does what you need it to do, it, then eight is more than enough. I mean, the the Mac, the M1 MacBook Mini we've got down at church doesn't struggle to do what we put through it, and that's all we use it for. So uh, eight gig is enough. Eight gig is enough if it suits the way that you use it. Yeah. Uh, okay, the last thing you want to do is buy an eight gig one and then find out you should have bought a sixteen gig one. But unless you're really taxing it, eight gig will be enough. Exactly. Um, you know, unless you're unless you're a person who needs more memory because you're going to be doing something with graphics or uh, or music, perhaps, or um, uh, anything that's going to sort of tax the processor a bit, then obviously the more memory, the better. But just, just you I know, I think it's a little unfair. I think it's a little unfair to keep saying eight gig isn't enough. Eight gig isn't enough if your machine slows down because it's struggling. That's then eight gig isn't enough. Exactly. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, if you if you don't think if you're concerned, get one with more. Yeah, that's right. Get exactly. one with more. Spend a bit more money and get one with more. Um, yes. And Apple, obvi- Apple obviously believe that uh, as a minimum, eight gig is acceptable. They would. We know that Apple don't put stuff out if they don't think it's good enough. No. Um, generally. So we, why would we assume that they're putting an 8-gig one out just to just to have a cheap one? I don't. I, I, that just doesn't sound like Apple to me. No. Um, I think if they thought it needed 16, they'd put 16 in it. Exactly. Um, so I think for a lot, a lot of users, 8-gig is fine. Um, I don't it all know. depends on your usage. I think so, too. And... Um... I think it's because it's pro, and they kind of somehow feel yeah. that if it's pro, it should start higher. Mate, I, I suppose so. But like you, if Apple thought that that was necessary, I'm pretty sure they'd be doing it. Um, it's just, it's just this. I we've always had this issue about the fact they use the word pro or professional for their machines, um, and I think that's part of the problem. Is that whenever we think professional, we think power user and i think we've said before haven't we on the show that that isn't necessarily the case no it's not the same you, thing you could use well, you can use a mac in a professional capacity but that doesn't mean you need a lot of power i mean exactly. i know some uh, i saw i know some uh, managers who have probably only ever used email on, on their computers yeah exactly uh, you don't need a lot of power for that so uh yeah I, I I sort of get the pro thing, and I have some sympathies with the pro thing. Maybe that it should be a sixteen gig. Uh, and the the only other thing that annoys me is that Apple have all used always used this as a price differentiator, and I, I'm not sure they should really. It obviously doesn't cost. I can't believe it costs many pennies more to build a sixteen gig module than an eight gig module. Um, but that's Apple. That's the way they've always done it. So I'm afraid we just have to live with it, whether we like it or not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got one um, here, which is uh, Digital Trend said, here's more proof that Apple is wrong about MacBook memory. Um, new testing is published that calls into questions Apple's defense of the amount of memory in its high-end MacBook Pro. Um, and I thought, okay, right, so... Um, uh, of course, one of uh, Apple's spokes, 
persons has been um, testing them. No, well, he got put he got put on the spot in an interview, um, oh, right. and he said that he believed that eight gig on a MacBook was equivalent to sixteen gigabytes on a comparable uh, Intel based system. So they said, "Is this really true?" It's been hard to test. But uh, a recent video by Max Tech suggests in practice it's not so simple. Oh, well, wow, really? Um, and then the video <laughs> says that 8 gig of memory is easily used up by an instance of Google Tab, uh, Chrome, sorry, with 20 tabs open. Well, um, sorry, Google Chrome is notorious for that. Um, yes, that's true. And apparently Lightroom Classic was 79% slower at competing a media export with only 8 gig of RAM um, and a job which took a minute and 6 seconds with 16 uh, gig took 5 minutes and 16 seconds. Well, yeah, but you're yeah, not but... you're comparing yeah, the thing I was going to say here is they appear to be comparing 6 8 gig of Apple RAM to 16 gig of Apple RAM. So that, yeah. that, you're not compare. You know, you've got to compare the apples to the oranges for once here. If you're going to do it, you know, get a I don't know, get a sort yeah. of and, and, a, an the, Intel. And the other thing is, <coughs> the average used. If the again, it depends on your usage, doesn't it? I just if think every minute counts. If you're in a business where every minute counts then you'll buy a more expensive version with more memory. Exactly. If, if it doesn't matter, if it really doesn't matter that it's going to take 5 minutes and 16 seconds to do something, rather than 1 minute and 6 seconds to do something, then then it doesn't matter. If you're, time, if, if you're not time-bound, if something's quicker... Okay, I'm, I'm not saying that... Um, I'm, I'm not saying that sitting waiting for something can't be frustrating, because it can. If it matters to you, put more memory. Put more memory in it. Yeah, or, uh, or you know, I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Uh, if they were comparing, you see, it's the, the the thing they start to do straight away is they take something that is processor intensive and memory intensive, and they compare them. And if you're not using that stuff, then it doesn't matter. Well, I, my complaint you here is it only matters if you are. Sorry. Sorry, Tom, uh, I yep, spoke yep, over you. No, 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 you didn't. I'm just saying my complaint here is if you're going to compare, that's like saying oh, we're going to compare this Ferrari with a one-litre engine <laughs> to this other Ferrari with a two-litre engine. Exactly. Now, if Ferrari yeah. said our engine is so efficient that we can get better performance from one-litre than BMW, then you must go away and race this one litre Ferrari against a two litre BMW, right? And, and more, more. So that's right. I agree entirely. You and need to be more important. If you took an eight gig M1 Mac Mini and you pitted it against an eight gig standard PC, it would run rings round it. So I mean, uh, that, uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think we've said. I just. <laughs> I a was bit a bit frustrated by the by the topic, really. Uh, well, uh, yeah, but I was particularly <laughs> frustrated by this article because, in the end, what they, they don't actually yeah. compare it to a PC; they compare it to the same MacBook Another with more Mac. RAM. So more, yeah, the Which one is with always going to be faster. The one with more RAM is going to go better. It's just there. We go. All right, yeah. that's enough of that. Before we before we get on our old man soapboxes about <laughs> it. 
I think it's too late. I think we're too late on that one, Nick. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, um, so that was that was that. Um, if you care about such things, I have no doubt that you go away and study things like benchmarks and you know the yes. like. Oh, well, you it, would hope so, wouldn't you? And if you're going to do that sort of thing, you know, intensive media exporting, then, yeah, you probably shouldn't be looking at a base machine anyway. You should either be specking it up or looking at the next machine in the lineup. Yeah. Um, uh, what else have we got? Um, Apple have said that it does not increase product prices to offset the cost of its environmental goals, which is nice. Um, does possibly matter? yes and no if it it was doing green stuff i'd be happy with that if i had to pay a few you know a bit more yeah um i'd prefer to see them doing green things and having and to pay less as we all would but if it adds a few pence to the cost of the machine i think considering you know i i'm trying doing my best to do my green bit where i can afford to uh I have no problem with Apple doing their bit as well. So yeah, um, but apparently, uh, according to Apple, but apparently they're not. <laughs> they are not. We are not paying for Apple's investment in green technology. Um, quite possibly, which is, good. which is good, and quite possibly, I'm sure. You know, apparently here, uh, Tim Cook has set the tone for these initiatives. I wish to do it in a way that other business can say this isn't because they're Apple. It's because they understand how to make clean energy and recyclable materials work and drive emissions down. Jackson said, Apple's initiatives in recycling rare earths and other materials include include its work with smaller companies. This is somewhere we can invest and then help scale and bring other businesses along. So, there we go. Um, Mm -hmm. Apple, I suspect, believe that it's an investment for their own good as much as, you know, anything else. Yeah. Um, and quite possibly it is because you know if you can if you can get a large percentage of your raw materials from recycling, um, it's not only better but possibly, yeah. I mean, I think it's possibly I think it's something that over time we're going to have to bite the bullet on. Uh, mm. You know, most most manufacturers are going to have to have a um, a way of saying we're going to do this, but we're going to use recycled materials for this and. Um, um, at the end of life, our devices will be able to be broken down and recycled for this, because we can't keep we can't keep digging up stuff. <laughs> can't just keep on going forever. No, uh, no, indeed. I I said many years ago to a, a a friend of mine when we were talking about you know green technology and environmentalism and climate change and all that sort of thing. And uh, no, he we were pretty much on the same page, but there were some things where there was mild disagreement. But I said to him, "Look, in, take it this way: Who gave us the right?" to take it all and leave nothing for any generations after us, regardless of whether it fuels climate change or anything else. Who gave us the right to take all the materials and leave everybody else to go back to sticks and stones? That's not how it works. (laughs) Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. You know, um, so yes, there, there we go. So Apple, I believe, are doing a good thing. And I think in the longer term, it's probably good for them because if you can get a large percentage of your raw materials by recycling, um, it will no doubt protect you in the future against, you know, um, 
changes well, in raw the, material costs. You know, exactly. if, if, exactly. if something one like of, one of the arguments, one of the arguments about um, electric cars is, you know, oh, will we have enough lithium? Will we have enough of this? Will we have enough of that? And I think the answer is, if we recycle, yes. If yeah. we if if we actually make a proper effort to recycle things rather than just throwing everything in on the scrap heap like we do now, then yeah, of course we'll have enough because it will just come round again. Yeah, but um, and uh, but we've actually got to make a concerted effort to do it. It's and not I think always that, would, that easy. No, but it will help put Apple ahead of the game, as it were. It you will. Know, yeah. You know, if if certain um, materials become ever rarer, they're going to become ever more expensive. If you're getting a large percentage of what you're using by recycling what you've already used, you're going to be somewhat yeah. protected against those fluctuations. Anyway. That's right. Um, uh, going back. Oh, um, c- completely, yes. completely off topic. I've, uh, uh, popping up on my um, news feed, uh, well, not my news feed, but on my YouTube channel, is this uh, volcano in, um, oh, in Iceland? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, isn't that exciting? Wow! Not they've if you evacuated town, haven't they? And... <laughs> not if you no, live not there. if you live there. No, no, they've <laughs> evacuated a town and uh, they've they've grounded planes, haven't they? And they reckon mm. it, it's going to go up any any minute now, pretty much. Well, the biggest thing. I, oh. now you mention it, I saw. Um, I think it was this morning because I, I, when I was scrolling through the news, it was something about Iceland declares national emergency. Um, yes, because their the volcanic activity has triggered a huge number of earthquakes all over oh, Iceland, yeah. and um, not necessarily huge earthquakes. We're not talking about you know sort of Richter scale five, six, seven jobbers, but. Um, I saw a map, um, and it was just covered in you know, like yellow circles, which I guess were um, you know epicenters and an area of effect yeah. uh, of various earthquakes. And the place was covered with them, often overlapping each other. So, well, one or two, one or two that I've seen is quite interesting. Is that that the 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 vill- the town they've evacuated actually sits on the volcanic ash effectively mm. of previous previous eruptions well and so um, there's uh, not a good place to be well no not when the volcano becomes active and one of these things throughout history you read about things like that you know why why was um you know when mount vesuvius went up you know were were that if the romans knew that it was an active volcano why were people living you know basically at the bottom of its slopes well, one of the reasons yeah. for that is volcanic ash over time makes for very fertile soil. So, it does. Yes. You yeah. know, in a mostly agrarian society, um, it's a good place to grow crops. It's only a bad place to be should the volcano decide to <laughs> blow up. Um, yeah. We're much, we're much better at uh, much better at measuring it now, of course. Mm. So we we've got we have a lot more warning most of the time. But then again, that's going to happen. We can still get caught out. Look at Mount St Helens. You know, yeah, that's true. Nobody part, expected part that to go off. Part of the problem with Mount St Helens is that it exploded sideways. It sort mm. of it didn't explode in the way they expected it to. No, it didn't do a classic uh, volcano blowing its top. The whole mountain no, it was the, the, basically the, just the blew largest. Up. That's right, the largest landslide in history, apparently, mm. which is uh, quite remarkable. But yeah, I'm guessing we're going to get some pretty spectacular views of it 
Uh, I'm sorry for the people of Iceland who are having to put up with it, but uh, yeah, hopefully they'll all be safe. And uh, I don't know, just quick, I'm doing a uh, quick search now. Should should be uh, should be good. I think the views that we get. Um, I thought I saw somewhere that a new island has formed off the coast of Iceland as a result as well. Oh right, oh no, I hadn't seen that. Um. I know the um, they were explaining the way that the um, the magma is getting pumped into the magma chamber and making it expand and find weak points and things. Uh, here we go. Uh, BBCNature.com. The new volcanic... Oh, no, that's 1984, I think. No, 1884. Oh, yes, anyway. that would have been the... That would have been the, the, the... Would that have been the... 1984... Would that have been the one where no, people sorry, got stranded I've, because of I've, read, I've misread cloud. that. That's misread. That's actually uh, eighteen eighty four. Oh uh, right. <laughs> I've just I've just rechecked the date. Eighteenth uh, of December, eighteen eighty four. Um, oh, anyway, right. I'm sure I saw somewhere earlier today that a new island, a small island, is forming off the coast of Iceland as a result. Which you know, these things happen in volcanic uh, eruptions in these yeah. areas. That's how they... it's, it's pretty. It's pretty terrifying and pretty awesome at the same time. <laughs> Indeed. Um, there we are. Um, so yes, um, that's that. Um, yes, I, I, I shall. I might actually watch the TV news tonight. See if there's anything on about that. Hmm. Um, what else have got? Uh, obviously, Black Friday is coming. So there's lots of stuff about that floating around much of which wasn't of interest the two that i have picked up here nine to five mac have an m3 macbook pro versus m1 is it worth upgrading which is um what's their what's their conclusion um let's have a look uh is it worth upgrading what's the scroll through lots of comparisons and all the usual quite long lots of charts and things what's their what's their takeaway uh i suspect it uh if you're a pro or aspiring pro needs the latest and greatest the upgrade could be worth it uh those who already have an m1 or even an m2 or don't have workflows requiring the absolute best performance it's probably likely to stick with what you have for now oh so there you go that's uh yeah which is what i'd have expected them to say really yeah that, you know not a <laughs> yeah if you really want it go and buy it but otherwise it, it's not really necessary <laughs> <clears throat> i would that would be my thing you know if you want the absolute greatest and best sure go get it if you're if you have a something reasonably recent you probably don't actually need it if you've got the yeah. money to blow, fine. And um, and to follow that, um, laptop mag, uh, forget about the new M3 MacBook Pro, f uh, three Black Friday MacBook deals, which are way cheaper, um, which is, of course, a perfectly sensible comment, which is um, pass on Apple's latest and save hundreds of dollars. Um, yeah, they've got an Apple 13-inch MacBook Air M2 for 899 at Best Buy. That's good. Uh, so, yeah. you know, 15-inch um, MacBook, Air, Air, MacBook Air M2, uh, now 1049 So, effectively, they're, you know... A um, couple of hundred dollars off. That's pretty good. No, I don't mean that, do I? $150 off. Something like that. Still... Um, Apple 13-inch MacBook Pro M2, 
was 12.99 now 8.99 renewed at amazon that's the one with the touch bar of course uh, but yeah. you know sure you know as as always if you're looking for still know, a good computer good deals to be had good deals to be had and as ever with uh, black friday or other similar you know deals always shop around because sometimes they're not as good a deal as they might claim <laughs> indeed and if you're lured to buy something you wouldn't have buy, bought in the first place it's not really a bargain it's only a bargain if you were going to buy one and you've got it for less than you expected to pay indeed but um yeah you know if you're in the market for a new machine and don't really feel the need to get an m3 then um deals will be around to be had um new new betas have dropped this week uh for the uh you know point two versions of everything in sight um seventeen point two is now on beta two installed it this morning um journal has finally appeared um and apparently some other things which would you know for later in the year are also coming um we've got journal app um iMessage contact key verification is finally overdue, is finally coming. Um, uh, spatial video capture has now been unlocked, so iPhone 15 Pro users can start capturing memory, memories in full 3D video, ready for the Vision Pro headsets. Um, expanded sensitive content warnings. Uh, categories are now in the App Store. Um, Hints, uh, new code suggests Apple is continuing to prepare for a world where it may be required to allow alternative app stores. Um, and Apple has baked in hidden features in iOS 16, allowing for geographic restrictions, uh, meaning it might be, uh, you know, preparing for a world where it has to allow alternative app stores or side loading in some regions and not others. So, yeah, um, collaborative, I think collaborative air, um, Apple Music is now coming. Is in 17.2. Um, iTunes Store to return to its roots. Basically, um, they are going to shove um, TV shows and movies out of the iTunes Store or Apple Music Store and into Apple TV, where they really make far more sense. There we are. Mm. Just more stuff coming. Um, can't say I've noticed many of them personally. Um, we've got a, I've got a hint and tip here. Um, two hints and tips, actually. Um, one is uh, about notes, which is how to view Apple Notes attachments in small view in Mac OS Sonoma on Apple uh, Insider. Now, this isn't something I particularly do. I don't use notes a huge amount. I do use them on my phone, but not a huge amount on the Mac. Um, Apple's Notes app has long had the ability to view notes in the app in a small or large view. In previous versions of the notes, this was an all or nothing thing. You could control, click and hold on a note and change the view to small or large view from the pop-up. In macOS 14 Sonoma, Apple has changed this behavior so only the first selected note size is changed. You can control click on one or more notes and select view as small or large to change the size, which allows you to have a mix of sizes. 
but there's a problem with this new behavior if you select multiple notes at once and change their sizes via the pop-up menu only the first note changes all the others stay as they are um, so if you wish the pre-sonoma notes behavior and change all of the notes sizes at once you still can but not from the contextual pop-up to change all note sizes select the note click on its pane in the right hand side of the window and then from the menu bar in notes select view attachment set all to small or all to large so there you go um slightly strange way to do it but um if you are a user of I have, um, I have absolutely no idea what all that is talking about <laughs> the well the state doesn't mean anything to me at all no i don't view but it, it, yes you can if you have notes attached you know things attached to notes if you make heavy use of notes uh, uh right it's how you view the attachment um there you go. So, um, the link for that, if you are a user of notes and care about how that works and want to yeah. look at it, we'll have the. I'll put the link I use, in the notes. I use notes a little bit for various things. If if I need to just jot something down, I'll put it in notes. So I have got a fair amount of stuff in notes. Yeah, I did. Um, like I say, I use it a lot on the phone. But I tend to use it. Yeah, I tend to use it on my phone more than I do on the Mac. Well, it's, you know, on the Mac, if you're, yeah, I do mostly do it on the phone, you know, and it's good for yeah. shopping lists and making notes I, I, of I, things. I actually use things. it down at church. I actually use it down at church to hold the data for setting up the YouTube end of uh, streaming. Mm. So I've got like, I've got like a few paragraphs in there, which I just have to amend dates on and things. Um, to actually set for when I'm setting it up, and all I do is copy and paste it across from the notes. Yeah, I think that's all I use it for on the Mac. Yeah. So um, that was that one. That was notes, and the other one is um, six ways to customize the Mac's menu bar, and another way to make it disappear. This is in Popular Science. Um, as it says here, the Mac menu bar is iconic with the Apple logo on the top left and the text menu for the current application on the right. Um, oh, to the right, not on the right. To the right of the Apple logo, they mean. Sorry. That one. Um, and this feature has been at the top of screens ever since 1981. Um, and the last big update was 10 years later when Cupertino added icons on the right-hand side. Um, but you, <coughs> just in case you don't know, um, you can rearrange the menu bar icons, hold the command key and drag the icons into the order you would like. And this works for any icon apart from control center, Siri and the clock. Um, those will stay in the top right no matter what. Everything else is fair game. If you didn't know that, which is actually quite useful. I do that uh, quite a lot. Um, also, if you don't know, go to System Settings and open the dock icon um, or click the Apple logo and go to System Settings where go, if you go to the Control Center, you can turn on and off what shows up in the menu bar. So, um, you know, if you, don't, if you don't want various things appearing in the, in the menu bar, that's uh, where you can turn them off. If you, you know, um, you can also customize the clock icon to show the day of the week and <clears throat> even the seconds if you wish. Um, or you can change the time to an icon of an old school analog clock. 
which by the way if you do that takes up less space but it's so tiny you can't see the time on it <laughs> or i can't <laughs> it's a tiny little watch yeah. face in the menu bar um you can turn on and off the transparency which lives in uh, system set settings accessibility and uh you can turn on reduced transparency and your menu bar will become solid uh white in light and black in dark modes um and then they mention a couple of apps one is hidden bar is a free application for hiding the clutter which uh i i use it's free and it allows you it has a little divider and it allows you to move stuff over to the left hand side and keep stuff on the right hand side and uh when you tap the little pointer when it's closed it will spring open and show you all of your icons and when it uh and then it will collapse down and hide the ones that are to the left of the dividing line so that uh no you you don't have to have a great string of them if some of them you only access occasionally um and it always course, amazed me when you go when you, when you go in and, and have a look at these system settings, just how much stuff there is in here. Goodness oh, it's gracious. huge! It's huge, you know, and often levels just goes deep. on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> yep, there are all sorts basically. Of if you want, if you want to muck around with how your computer looks and operates, then you can go and play for your heart's content for hours on end. In the system settings, you can indeed. Um, and then the other bar, uh, you know, menu bar icons uh, tool that everybody's probably heard of is, of course, Bartender, which is a paid-for app which does all sorts of things. It allows you to muck about with the colour of your menu bar and all sorts of things like that and uh, so on. Um, and then <clears throat> hide the menu bar altogether, which lives in... Um, Again, in the control center, um, so system settings, control center, uh, in the drop-down menu uh, where it says hide the menu bar, the default is automatically, but you can have it on, on the desktop only, in full screen only, or never, or always. Um, and if you set it to always, the menu bar only pops up when you stick your mouse at the top of the screen in the same way as you can have the dock hide. Um, take your pick. Personally, I like the menu bar to be there pretty much all of the time. But, you know. System <coughs> settings reminds me of, um, I watch a, a channel. I can't remember what the channel's called now. How annoying. But they they, they do skits on gaming and um uh, all that sort of stuff, really, where uh, it's it's really good, and they seem to have they've obviously got a fair amount of money over time because they're all dressed up in the as as you would be in the various games and whatever, and they're very amusing. But there were, I saw one recently where they were, I can't remember what it was they were playing, but they were playing something that was obviously absorbing. And it just shows this guy, and every time he looks down at his computer, when he looks back up. It, there's like a cut scene and when he looks back up it's night time and then he looks back down for a few seconds and looks back up and it's daytime <laughs> <laughs> it's, um... <clears throat> yeah. yes that's a little bit like system settings once you start digging into it you know hours just disappear here away <laughs> they do indeed they do um for those of us in the uk this is an interesting one and it's not the newest of things but Apple Wallet account balances are now available for 10 top UK banks. 
Um, that's because here in the UK, we have a thing called open banking, um, which is why your, um, you know, your banking app or most banks allows you to have a, you know, live reporting on your bank balance. So, oh, right. Okay. Um, it doesn't affect me because nationwide isn't in there. No. Uh, they're not strictly a bank, though, are they? Technically speaking. No, they're not. They're a building society. They're a building yeah. society. I mean, my bank um, has that. So, you know, I can um, I can tap on my banking app and the first thing it shows me is how much money I've got or not or haven't yes. got, as it were. So, you know, if I <laughs> yes. when I when I go into a shop and I'm ready to do my shopping, I can simply open that app and it will show me how much money I've got. So I know how much money I can spend or not spend and or how much money is on my card and how much money is held back for bills and so on. Um, yeah, it'd be much more. It'd be much more helpful if it just showed in large, friendly letters. Don't panic. Wouldn't it, yes, really? it, it would probably. <laughs> don't panic. Quite right. Or unfortunately, in my case, quite often it would be big red letters. Panic now. <laughs> you have no money. You have no money. Panic now. Um, however, uh, and this is uh, in the UK, and it will now be coming to your Apple Wallet. So, for example. Um, they've got a little picture here, and that's sort of first direct debit card. Your available balance is in the wallet app. Uh, right, okay. Which, you know. Um, cool. And yes, 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 at last, I have my bank have finally given in and sent a new card saying we are issuing everybody with new cards because we're uh, issuing a new app with new features and blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, we have now signed up to Apple Pay. So I will be able to use my card in Apple Pay at last. Yay! <laughs> I have actually, um, because they didn't have it, right? And so I've been, I was denied, denied the uh, option to have Apple Pay for a long time. Um, yeah. And not, it's not, it's relatively recently, but I got a card. Uh, which you might have seen, might have seen advertised, or listeners might have seen advertised in the UK, called Pocket. That's P-O-C-K-I-T, uh, which is a prepaid. Oh, yeah. It's a prepaid card, so um, you can you can set it up. It's not a bank. It's not a bank properly, but it can be. It it comes with a sort code and a an account number, so it can be used like a bank in many ways. Right. Um, and the okay. main reason I got it was because it's compatible with Apple Pay. So what I did was I signed up for one um, and got one. And what I simply do is, you know, I transfer my spending money, <laughs> pocket money, see what they did there. Um, oh, put, yes, very good. Yeah, I send my <clears throat> pocket money um, from my normal card. I just go into my card and do transfer money and I send it to the pocket account because I can use that, which means I can pay with my watch. Um, uh, and, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. So that, so I've been, you know, I have been enjoying the benefits of Apple Pay, but I have to transfer money onto this prepaid Indirectly, card. Indirectly, yes. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's, it's the same because, like, you know, at the start of the week, I go, right, I'll put £100 in my pocket account. That means when I want to buy, you know, when I want to buy a bottle of wine or a packet of fags or, you know, box of cereal or something, yeah. I can just oh, go. I've, I've, not, I've not seen that before. Yeah. There are a couple of others, I think, it, because I think the UK changed the banking rules to allow these companies that are not banks to yes. offer, you, offer these debit cards, which behave like a bank card, but only work on the money you've put into them. Um, 
And there are some drawbacks. For example, if I send money to that card and then I wish to draw it out in cash, uh, I get yeah. charged. I get charged one pound fifty for drawing the money out in cash. Oh uh, right, okay. So you know, yeah. it's inconvenient if you have to go and draw out ten pounds for some reason. You know, if you if you need if you think you're going to need cash, don't put it in your pocket card. Although I got caught out the other yes. day because <laughs> you know it was one of those things. I didn't have any cash on me. Um, I'd put all the money from my pocket, uh, from my all the spendable money from my bank card onto my pocket card, and I went into a cafe and said, oh, "I'll have a cup of tea and a bacon roll," and they said, "Oh, we only take cash." So. I had to go across the road and draw out £10 in cash using my pocket card, which meant it actually cost me £11.50. So, you know. But, yes, yeah. you never you never know, do you? I, I don't know whether I told you the story. When I, I, You know, I went away to Devon a little while ago for a few days, and um, I was walking along the seafront of Dexmouth, which is a, it's a very quiet seafront. You know, it's uh, it's got very little trappings of uh, traditional seaside uh, town um but it's a lovely walk and it was a nice day as well from what i remember and uh i, I walked the whole le- i think the whole length of the front is about two miles and i walked the length of the front and then turned around and started to come back and they'd got one or two of these sort of largish kiosks near the front where you could get a drink and so i thought i think i'll stop here and get a cup of tea so i stopped and got a cup of tea and while i was waiting the guy in front of me um who was obviously on a bike because I could tell by the what he was wearing <laughs> uh, was trying to pay, and these kiosks only accepted cards, and he hadn't got a card with him. He said, "I've got cash," and she said, "I'm sorry, we can't we can't take cash." And so he said, "Oh, I suppose we'll have to go without a drink then." And so I felt so sorry for the guy. I said, "Look, just I'll pay for your coffee," and he said, "Well, there's two of us." I said, "That's fine, I'll pay for your coffees." <laughs> so he was very grateful. Anyway, in the end, I've, I had got a bit of cash in my uh, in my wallet. I didn't think I had, um, and I think he ended up owing me a pound. I said, <laughs> "I think, I think, I think I can forgive you a pound." <laughs> yeah, I think we can leave. <laughs> but the um, what was funny was the reaction of the lady in the kiosk. She said, "Oh, that was so kind," and I said. Not really. I just felt a bit sorry for the guy. (laughs) You only take cards. If it were me and I couldn't have a cup of tea, I'd I'd feel like my throat had been cut. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there you go. Right. So apparently um, uh, more bank. uh, Originally, only there were apparently only um, six banks were signed up to this. And now apparently Barclays, Barclaycard, First Direct, Halifax, HSBC, Lloyds, M&S, that's Marks and Spencer's bank to uh, those who don't know. The Monzo Bank, yep. the NatWest Bank, and the Royal Bank of Scotland. Now, um, those of us in the UK would know for a fact that um, there are several other banks um, available, particularly online, like mine, which is called Think Money, um, which will no doubt get this feature because they are actually subsidiaries of some of these other banks. So, um, yeah. I think the Royal Bank of Scotland owns Think Money, which is run as an online bank. Oh, um, uh, all right. Yeah. So I believe my Think Money is, uh, which is probably the fact that Royal Bank of Scotland has signed up to this is probably why Think Money have now decided to join Apple Pay. Um, yes. Um, but this isn't available in the US for once, right? We get something that they don't because um, it relies because on the UK. Yeah, yeah, relies our on our banking system. 
Yeah, which requires banks in the UK to provide open banking anyway. Uh, and so, Nick, that's, uh, you know, that's something that we in the UK get due to the open banking regulations that the US don't get for a change. Yeah, lucky mm. us. Lucky us. And um, apparently on the 17th, my new card will go live and I'll be able to use Apple Pay without faffing about transferring money between my cards. That'll be nice. Cool. And there we are. Yeah. That, I believe, is all the stories. And I know you've uh, told me that your headset is bleeping at you because the uh, batteries are going into the low uh, low battery indeed. warning. So I think we'll wrap it up. I don't think there are any other stories worth talking about. Um, I've done the hints and tips, I think. So uh, we'll call that a show. And, Why not? Uh, we'll wrap it up. So there we are, listeners. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the people who support the show. Um, if you would like to support me by sending a few pennies, you can do it via Patreon or um, the Tips Jar, which uh, you can find links on the webpage um, or in the show notes. And uh, you can join us, Nick and me and Nemo and uh, Donny and Alistair and all the others, Suffolk Pete and various other people. Steve from Geek's Corner, etc. In the Slack, that is by far the best way to interact with us now, because X Twitter is a going down the tubes. Let's just put it that way. It's a <laughs> mess. It's becoming less and less engaging all the time, and I've faffed about with the other ones and uh, can't be bothered to be honest. The breaking up into a whole bunch of silos just kind of defeats the object, really. So um, join us in the Slack room. Link in the show notes, yeah. which will give you immediate access. Uh, that's all we need to say about that, really. Um, it is. I think it is. So, until next time, hopefully next week, Nick and I will sign off. So, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Indeed it is. <laughs> For those who don't know, that's the two Ronnies. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Nemo's Hardware Store is back with two high-end stocking stuffers. They will last much longer than this holiday season, and they have tremendous value. The first one comes from our friends at Pitaka. Their website is ipitaka.com. I-P-A-T-A-K-A.com. Their marketing department must have figured out you want to have the letters P, T, and K in your name, so they put all three of them, ipitaka.com. Product is called Mag EZ Slider 2 or Mag EZ Slider 2. M A G E Z Slider 2. Compact 3 in 1 wireless charger for your Apple Essentials. Charges iPhone 15, 14, 13, or other phones using a MagSafe case. Qi enabled earbuds and Apple Watch. Magnetically mounts your phone in portrait or landscape mode. Detachable MagSafe power bank and MFI certified Apple Watch charger. It's got 335 four and a half star reviews on their website and it's currently on sale for $103.20 in the US. And at their website, iptaka.com, there are some other Black Friday oriented specials. The short version is the angle is absolutely perfect for mounting your phone on it, as you'll see. When you go to the link from our website here at EssentialApple.com, 
So it's the first wireless charger that I've ever put my phone on where the angle is exactly right for using it. That's number one. Number two, it spins around. Listen to it click. So it's got a rotating base where you can spin it around and then you can move it around. So it's very, very versatile and it gets better. You can take the little charging puck out and hold it in your hand and go anywhere until it runs out of power and you can charge your device on the move. So it not only charges perfectly in the cradle, put it back in there, but it charges just as perfectly wherever you go, wirelessly, and that works great. There's a little tiny switch on the side and that stops the rotating of the base, but I like keeping that turned on. The actual charging port for the device itself, for the charger, is on the rotating base and it's USB-C and they do give you a cable, but they do not give you a power brick. So I've mentioned this to the company, but you're on your own for getting a power brick for your particular national power source. I happen to have one and I've been using that. So to summarize, the MAG-EZ Slider 2 from Pitaka at iptaka.com is a charging puck that can be used wirelessly with the back of your phone, either in the cradle or on the move. I love it. It does get a little warm if you have a case on your phone. Just be aware, all of these wireless chargers do get a little bit warm. This is no different, but I applaud them for their design and their versatility. Read about it on the website. My second stocking stuffer comes from a company called EINOVA, E-I-N-O-V-A, EINOVA Eggtronic Universal Ultrafast Power Bank 63 Watts Canvas. So EINOVA is E-I-N-O-V-A, and Eggtronic is like an egg, E-double-G-T-R-O-N-I-C. This is a portable, bigger-than-your-hand battery, and it has outstanding features. It's got a canvas front and back, so you won't drop it. It's very attractive and stylish. At one end, you've got two USB, regular flat USB charging ports. And then next to that is a new USB-C in-out charging port. So you both charge in and charge out from the USB-C, and you can charge out from the regular USB. The best feature of all is it has a calibrated from 100 down to zero power capacity quantity display LED. So when I charge it up, I charge it up to 100. And when it gets down low, I charge it up again. This is absolutely brilliant. I use this every day, many times, so I can always keep track of what my iPad is doing. Because I'm charging my iPhone using that MAG-EZ slider too, but I'm charging my iPad throughout the day using the Inova Eggtronic 63-watt universal ultra-fast power bank. Now, the company I'm seeing this available from, because this is not a new product, is iCuracao.com. I-C-U-R-A-C-A-O.com. iCuracao.com, $70 in the U.S. You're going to have to snoop around to see where this is available in your country. But of all the batteries, the dozens or thousands of batteries that I've used to power my devices over the years, this one is the number one choice because of that beautiful display lets me know how much power is left in the tank. And like I said, the MAG-EZ Slider 2 is my all-time favorite for the phone. So get these for yourself 
Put them on your list so somebody gets them for you for gifts for stocking stuffers, and you will be very glad with both. From Nemo's Hardware Store. You've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast. And I'd like to say if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show. Uh, Or even if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club podcast, the geekiest show ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Shots and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I forgot. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcast, and take a listen. Hello, I'm Guy. And I'm Gaz. From the MyMac.com podcast. And we're here to tell you about a very serious condition plaguing Mac users everywhere. It's known as BPSI, or Boring Podcast Sleep Induction. It can happen anytime, anywhere, while listening to dull podcasts and driving. You can prevent BPSI by subscribing to the MyMac.com podcast on iTunes. Our podcast is many things, <laughs> but never boring. Available without a doctor's prescription. The MyMac.com podcast is not responsible for loss of bodily functions while laughing. Side effects include blurred vision, nervous tics, trying not to smile, angry yelling when you say something wrong, and the inability to call our Skype number, which is 703-436-9501. Women trying to become pregnant should not be listening to the MyMac.com podcast, as it will take time away from having sex, which you normally need to do to become pregnant. So remember, listen to the MyMac.com podcast. Think of the children. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's not been bad at all. I've actually been doing gardening this week, which I hate. <laughs> but uh, I've been doing the church garden. Ah. We, we've got a garden. We've got a garden at church. This is the church garden that I tried to persuade them to put grass on, because <laughs> ah. because I guessed that at some point there'd be no one who wanted to do it, and you know now we've reached that point. <laughs> 
So, uh, so I thought, well, someone's got to do it. So I made a start on Monday, spent a couple of hours Monday, a couple of hours ch- Tuesday uh, with a bit of help from uh, the caretaker. And then I did a bit more Saturday with one or two other people. Mm. So it's starting to starting to look as if, you know, someone takes some care of it now. <laughs> yeah, like it's not just a abandoned patch of uh, soil. Yes, no, indeed. No, yeah. We tend to forget that. I mean, you know, behind all these uh, lovely displays, there's usually somebody slaving away hours at a time to keep it that way. Yeah. I mean, the. Um, I think part of the problem was that when we were considering changing the frontage, so it's when, when we had quite a lot of work done on the, uh, on the front of the church a few years ago, um, there were a number of people who would have quite happily kept the garden under control, but all of their lives have changed over the last five years. <laughs> you know, one, one of them had a husband who had Parkinson's disease and he's now passed away, sadly. Um, uh, and they've all grown older and, and no one wants to do it anymore. <laughs> no, well, you know, these things, this is the way, isn't it? As they say. Yes. We all, we all yeah. get older and less inclined to go out in freezing weather to pull up weeds and that's right and i expect most of them have got gardens of their own at home as well i mean i haven't really got a garden so much of a as a grassy patch <laughs> yes yeah, some like somewhat like us really we were quite pleased to and, and that's enough to be honest ours is about i don't know yeah i don't mind uh i don't mind running a mower over something I, that's i couldn't live with that but having 20, to actually sort of 25 plant, plants and square yeah i think we yeah i mean the thing is the church is the church is quite a big building really um it's it's a 70s brick built building um but the front of it must be must be twice or almost three times wider than my garden is yeah Um, probably it's quite a big area i mean it's got let's put it this way it's it's got three trees that they planted in the front of it which are now almost as tall as the church yeah So, uh, so it's quite a big area, uh, and there's an awful lot of. They tried to what they tried to do is put in quite a lot of ground cover, mm. uh, but they've just become big bushes, you know, which are almost as tall as me. Yeah, that's the trouble. So, uh, yeah, so, so, yeah. Anyway, it's looking a bit better now. It'll be okay for the winter. That'll do, then. He says that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind doing it once or twice a year. You know, I can cope with that much. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a gardener at all. You know, not like my granddad who used to be out there. You know, digging and planting and doing. It used stuff. to be a thing. It used to be a thing, didn't it, back in the day? Because my my granddad on my uh, mum's side, it was a very keen gardener. Uh, and and mum mum quite liked gardening, but I, it was never something. I I used to do it because she used to do it, so I would sort of help. <laughs> but she was the one who understood it all. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm like, you know, even when I go, is this a weed? Am I supposed to pull this out or not? I don't know. <laughs> yes. You know, oh, yes that, that's that's me all over. What is a weed anyway? It's just a flower in the wrong place. A rose bush in the middle of a wheat field <laughs> is a bloody weed. As far as that's the exactly. farmer's concerned. <laughs> we got a new TV cabinet, right? We had... Yeah. Reasonably okay TV cabinet, but it wasn't anything special to look at. Uh-huh. Just one of those sort of, you know, two drawers on one side and two shelves, and it's about, know, about four foot long, five foot long. Yeah. Probably five foot long, I think. No, you know, whatever. And um, 
And my wife's never been that keen on it, to be honest. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's not the prettiest piece of furniture. Yeah. And um, recently we saw um, a house in the village had put a TV cabinet out, like, in their porchway with a, with a bit of paper on it saying, free, free to a good oh, home. Oh, right. Yeah, cool. And it's like a dark, I suppose it's, you know, I mean, it's not real wood in that sense, but it's um, it's like a dark rosewood mahogany finish. Oh, I know what you mean. Yes, yeah. I used to have one like I used to have one like that years ago. Yeah, and it's got it's got two glass fronted doors and then um I think three drawers in it. So it's like a low side. Oh right. Yeah, cool. But it's it's quite low, so it's quite good to you know, it's designed to stand your T V on, basically. Yeah. And um I mean the, the problem I had when I got the projector, of course, was the projector has to be low down. Right. Um, so I doesn't hang up, off the ceiling. I think I'm, I'm off. No, no, it's uh, no, it's because it's an ultra short throat. I mean, mm. you can put it on the ceiling, but uh, uh, I decided just to get. Um, I ended up getting a table. It, it's not actually a, a a media unit at all. No, it's a low, just a low, um, a just a low table. Um, yeah. Yes, that kind of thing, uh, because it had to be quite close to the floor. Mm. Otherwise, and even even now when. Um, it almost takes up the right up to the top of my wall mm. um, when it's on. Um, but yeah, no, that's good. That was, that was a, a good spot. Well, it was, and also out when you were out in the bed. Yeah, yeah, and it was only just down the road, and conveniently, um, it's the same colour and style as the display cabinet my wife's got, which is like oh, a, right, okay. You know, a, two glass doors. Yes. Two two drawers, like a tall boy mean. type thing, you know, very yeah. standard thing. You put your put your ornaments in and your your knickknacks, your shiny plates, you know, your commemorative plates and that sort of thing. The only thing yeah. with that one is it should have um under shelf lighting in it, but the um when we got it, somebody cut the cable off it. If I wanted to oh, buy it, right? When I if I went to, I mean, again, I got it second hand. I got it for nothing, I think. Um, so if I wanted to, I mean, I could just wire another wire onto it, but I don't think I've got spare sockets to be honest. Anyway, but it matches. Yeah. It basically matches. The only difference is the display cabinet has got like faux diamond glazing in it with those, you know, right. stick on lead strips to make it look like it's diamond glazed. And yes. the cabinet doesn't, but it, it, I'm pretty sure they're from the same set because they've got the same drawer handles and, and what. Oh, okay. And the door handles oh, are the good. same. Then it matches that well. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. They must have come from, oh, I mean, they're probably stock MFI or whatever, you know. Yes. But they, they match, and, and, which was nice. Yes, yeah, certain things of a certain age tend to be similar, don't they? Everyone has the same idea at the mm. <laughs> at the same time. You know, well, at one point, you know, that sort of that faux antique was all the rage, wasn't it? You know, it was farmhousey yeah, yeah. or cottagey. You know, as I say, we used to we used to have one. So uh, yeah, back in the day, it was like in the eighties. I had um, when I first moved out, partly because it was cheap as chips, but also because it was very fashionable in the mid eighties. I had all this black ash furniture sort of mfi black ash furniture yeah. which is all basically chipboard and M, um, mdf with, with this, a veneer with yeah. a black black veneer and it was all very thin some of the stuff didn't last very long i had a coffee table that didn't last 10 minutes but um the book <laughs> the bookcases for example despite being you know cheap 
rubbish, really. What 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 stresses a bookcase on day? You know, you put your books and your ornaments well, exactly. on it, and then yeah. it stands in the corner. The only thing that <laughs> suffered from over the years was the the, the shelves all got bowed. So about every two yes. years, I would have to take. On them. I'd take all yeah. the books off, turn all the shelves over the other way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> apart from the one yeah. that's like, apart from the one that's strapped in there that stops it from wobbling. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly. Put, what put you them mean. all in, and yeah. wait for them gradually to sag to even, and then to sag the other way. Anyway, there you go. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a couple of um, Billy book bookcases from IKEA upstairs. Um, and they've all got my music on them. And, I've, you know, over the years, I've just gathered so much music. But, of course, it's also hugely heavy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the know, amount of weight book. on it. Yeah. I used to have hundreds and hundreds of books over the years, I must admit. Every time I've moved, I've ended up going, oh, I can't keep all these books. And I go through them and I go... <laughs> Have I read this yes. one? Will I ever read it again? Or am I ever going to read it if I haven't read it? You know, like if I've had it yeah. on the shelves for 10 years, is it actually actually going to get read? So um, and my books, I think I've now got about two shelves worth of well-loved things I might actually reread and some yes. reference books. And um, Yes, that's one of my... Um, I need to have a bit of a tidy out of books and things because I've got... I've got too many. I hardly look at them. So I think it's time they got recycled um, I, either to a, a bookseller who will pay me pennies for them. But, I mean, I don't care <laughs> if I can just get rid of them. Well, when I moved this um, time... I don't really mind. I'll tell you what I did this time. Yeah. I went through my bookshelf and I took... Because um, I used to have a huge collection of history books, because I'm very interested, you know, or more so in the past, but I was very interested in medieval history, particularly right. the medieval history of Britain. So I had all these books, many of them very expensive, quite expensive, and really lovely to look at books like um, yes. cro Chronicles of the Anglo-Saxons and the cra Chronicles of the Plantagenets and books like that, which are interesting but i've either you know read them once or looked through them skimmed through them and kept them and they're lovely books but i was just like oh, I, I just i'm i'm not going to use them so i thought what shall i do with them i need to get rid of all these books so i thought i'm going to take them to the library so i put them all in a huge crate a couple of crates and lugged them down to the local library and went yeah. in with these books and they kind of looked at me <laughs> behind the desk kind of raised an eyebrow and I said, I've come to donate these books. And she, she went, what? I said, I've come to give these books to the library. And she was like, oh, really? I said, <laughs> well, I said, I've got no use for them anymore. I, I'm moving to a smaller place. I need to get rid of them. I said, I could yeah. take them to a charity shop where they might write, you know, raise a few pennies. But only one person, in, you know, is going to get to enjoy the book. Yeah. You know? And so I said, some of these books were 30, 40 quid. And I said, um, and I'll earn nothing, really, you know, tenner or something, yeah. and, um, or I'll give them to charity, you know, or I'll take them to a market store. So I thought, no, I'll give them to the library. So they were like, oh, because I also, as well as my collection of, like, rather more academic history books, I had quite a lot of, I used to buy quite a lot of books about medieval history, but aimed at kids. Right. But not. They'd be things like Life in a Medieval Castle that'd be mostly illustrated and probably aimed at, like, 10-year-olds. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But um, I really used to like those because as a role player, right, they were quite good for stealing images of, like, daily uh, life. Oh, yeah. Right? And um, 
they had used to have diagrams of castles and things that you could make use of or pictures so i had quite a lot of those and arms and armor of a medieval knight that sort of thing history of armored knights all those things so i took them to the library anyway the woman kind of went through and was like oh okay and most of them were in incredibly good condition there were a few that were second hand and were knocked about and she says well, i can't take that i said well i don't care what you do with it right you can give it to charity throw it away i don't care and i just but i said the ones you can use feel free to put on the thing and then they're like available to everybody you know because some of them are really nice books so she was like oh and you you know you're just giving them to me i said well that's what donating to a library is isn't it i just give you all these books and you you yeah. kind of enter them in your inventory and make them available to the public and she went oh yeah i suppose so obviously not many people do that <laughs> <laughs> yes, obviously not. Obviously not. And then she was like, um, um, oh, okay then. Do you want a receipt or anything? I said, no, I'll just take them off my hands. Hopefully they'll do some good. So that's what I did with them. I just because I thought, cool, you know, the amount of I would have given them to a charity shop, but then I thought, yeah, somebody will buy it and end up doing the same as I do. Put it on a shelf yeah. and it'll sit there for 10 years. Then yeah. some of them were far too good for that. So that's what I did with them. Good idea. Took mm. them to the library. 